0: hello 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 welcome back you lovely lucky people this time it's another episode of good feminine content i think this is episode three now this is becoming a little bit of a trend and for this episode we had i think more people in the recording cupboard in sp4 than we've ever had um i wasn't convinced that they were all going to fit but somehow they did manage to all fit we've got bell maggie matty eb and Evie all wedged into the tiny cupboard somehow this week we open with Matty's uh, fundamental misunderstanding about how we do things here at Muse when he asks did you guys write a script for this oh Matty oh so much to learn uh, to which the very quick answer was no perceptions of women through sociological and psychological theory and practice are the mainstay of the conversation this time around for good feminine content Um, they have a crack at defining gender identity our place in the world how women feel how men feel how trans people feel developmental changes transitioning and the way that society responds to all of these fundamentally important issues they tackle these topics with such um, intellect and such sensitivity it's a real joy anyway folks we hope you've enjoyed listening to us, and uh, yeah, keep listening, and uh, we'll hear from you next time for another episode of the Hurtwood Muse Podcast.
1: BOOM! Muse
0: photography, target 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 target
2: did you guys write a script
1: for this? Uh, no, we it's, just, um... You Are going to introduce okay. it? Yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> <laughs> okay, fine. Um, do you want to start? Do you want to... <coughs> fine, fine, fine. If you f- twist my arm. <laughs> <laughs> introduce it, Jen. <gasps> <laughs> this is painful. Okay, then. I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Um, welcome back, everybody, to, I think, episode three of the good feminine content podcast um so today instead of ross uh we have three new guests if you would like to go around and introduce yourselves you may
2: hi i'm matty hi
3: i'm
1: abie hi i'm evie Brilliant. <laughs> Excellent opening. Um, so what will we be discussing today, we have a couple ideas that we want to oh. get through. So we would like to explore how women are portrayed and perceived in sociological research and through psychological research as well. We all either do sociology or psychology or both. So this isn't, this is real. <laughs> this is real? <laughs> this is real. Um so yeah, what sh- what do you think we should start with first, guys?
4: Should we talk about like kind of research in itself and how it's conducted? Yeah. Like in terms of like in sociology, like I think Sarah calls it male stream where it's conducted like research is conducted by men.
1: Yeah. For, for men. Men. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, men.
4: Yeah. Specifically. By men for men.
1: So it, and so you go, 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 go. go. Okay, I'm Whoa. So sorry. <laughs> conflict. <laughs> conflict <laughs> in the <laughs> In psychology,
3: they kind of touched on the same thing today, and I think they called it like andocentric or something like that. And Mm -hmm. how it's like a lot of the biases towards men, and then those are the people that they include, and then they generalize it onto like women and like the population Mm. as a whole, which is obviously not like truly valid because you're only accounting for like, like half. Yeah. The like these specifically exo- yeah, white, like, like middle class men as yeah, well, which yeah. is just not yeah, middle it's just not exo- white exo- men. Yeah,
2: just especially when it's on a study which only involves yeah. women, like the chivalry thesis. Oh.
1: Mm. Excellent.
2: You got men telling um, men telling women that they're treated more leniently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Despite loads of evidence against it. Yeah, despite. Uh, and you've got a white middle class man saying that. So.
1: Exactly, and mm. there was um, a JSTOR essay explaining all the different ways how it's wrong and it's like just an essay because it, like the essay wasn't balanced at all there was no evidence supporting it like mm. virtually nothing and everything else just debunking it was very funny to read oh okay well does she mean funny as in no like <laughs> yeah, I'm just as saying. in odd it was yeah it was like okay. uh, yeah it was fascinating to read i, I think so. Yeah. to think that men really believe that because mm-hmm. there' three themes actually to the essay talking about how um women's sexualization affects their leniency in court especially if they're um, mothers or very very attractive does this mm-hmm. feel like they should get a shorter sentence as their like stereotypical role as caregivers um,
3: yeah cool.
4: I think it's today because remembering um psychology when Peter was talking about how um there was a researcher that only looked at men and then tried to generalise it onto everyone. And feminists were either saying, oh, we're not the same as men, we shouldn't be seen as, like, kind of, we don't think the same as men. Oh. But then when he said...
1: No, go on, go on, yeah, no, no, <laughs> yeah okay. I'm like, I know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah. and then, but then
4: other feminists were saying, oh... like So then he backtracked and said, oh, no, you don't think like men, you think differently. And then other feminists were saying, oh we do think the same as men, why would you try and, like, separate us? So I think there's, like, definitely some kind of... First of all, the research should have involved women. That was just, yeah, like, that was the dark. first... that yeah. was... yeah, The first mistake. The first mistake. But I also think just... You can't... Like, the confusion in the feminist approach. Yeah, and I think as well, like, just this expectation that we should lump all women and all men together to try and generalise everything, when, of course, there's going to be individual differences, but we're never going to think the Same as men, just based on socialization, I think, as well, with bedroom culture and sociology. Just to... What's
3: bedroom culture? <laughs> oh, bedroom, oh, yes, yeah.
4: please explain. Bedroom culture is based so, um, kind of girls are more socialized into they'll be told to go upstairs and read or do their homework, whereas boys will be told to go outside and do more football. So, girls are kind of socialized into being more kind of delicate and ladylike and more reserved and conservative, whereas boys will be socialized into that like rough, boys will be boys, aggression kind of thing.
1: This um, leads on to, you know, we were talking about um, the moral judgment mm. stages that Kohlberg had created. And with his study, upon researching that and coming up with that theory, um, he only conducted the study with men, and then he yeah. proceeded to generalize it to everybody. There was this one uh, woman, researcher, I, her name has escaped me, but she was saying that um, to, like, men and women think differently. Regarding men, they think more about justice and civil, like, what's the word? Just trying to keep things civil, civil fairness, fairness, while women think more in a caregiving light. Mm -hmm. So I think it also adds on to that. And they were stuck on that, like, moral stage. And then there was, like, that women are stuck on, like, stage two and three, I think. And then uh, men, men was perceived as more logical and fair in regards to, like, morality and, like, the differences. Which is
2: kind of ironic when you consider men's brains... Develop slower. Than
1: yeah, exactly. I think that also definitely leads
4: into this perception that men are better leaders, and because I, w- I was watching a video the other day. I, yeah, you were watch <laughs> watching a video the other day of this man who was adamant that men made better role models because they think they like women judge people like they
1: they govern too emotionally and too based oh, on was emotion. T-
3: mm, they they are, was. It yeah, was. I was gonna
1: mention this actually. I was gonna this this right wing MP's <laughs> and you yeah. know Please, go on. No, you to. No. And I, I thought it, <laughs> the guy who was rebuttaling him um, was really, like, well... Co- it was very clear. Very, I think it was very important concise. how like, concise yeah. and coherent his rebuttals were, um, especially when he pointed out the the right-wing MPs, like, um, coping strategies. Yes. Running away from official uh, studies that have been, like, proved, like, they're subjective Proven. and then you can't argue with them. Objective, you yes. can't argue with them. <laughs> but he tried, because, it,
3: because like, in
4: mm, he a tried. really ironic way, he was arguing on emotion, like, based yeah, on his he,
3: emotions. Yeah, he was getting a bit oh emotional. Oh, my God, I did
1: see that, actually. Mm. The, Wait you know, a minute.
3: Because mm-hmm. the thing about him was that he was just so, like, it was completely based on his own, like, personal understanding of what yeah. he thought, mm. like, a woman's capability was. And every time anyone tried to give him literal researched proven evidence that what he personally thought was incorrect, he would just be like, "Oh, it's a liberal agenda." And like yeah. obviously, like if you're going to make you know such a huge statement about like ha- literally half of half give or take of the population and just have such, like, a small kind mm. of, you know, quite ancient, you know, understanding of, like, mm-hmm. how it works, then you probably shouldn't be an MP yeah, of, like, exactly. a The so. study exactly. that he
1: was referencing, um, as in his rebuttal was two studies. Um, one that was basically arguing, well, was stating that, um... What was it? It was like they followed men and women's emotional fluctuations throughout the day yeah. and found that they Even were... Even when they were on their period. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and they found that they were identical. Um, and there was another study of they were... Both men and women were presented with moral dilemmas and although women did act with more emotion, their no, did appear to be more emotional, um, their logic was identical again and they made identical choices. Regardless, and it didn't take like slower time or anything. It was just it was the same.
2: To be honest, I think if we're talking about like politics, what's worrying is how much resurgence of like far right wing there has been. Like you've got Donald Trump in um, America. You've got like Marie Le Pen, who is a woman, I guess, but still like very right wing in her perspective. Mm -hmm. And then you've got in Italy, you've got someone who was in the same party as Mussolini. Mm. Who is now yeah. their prime minister?
1: Exactly. Touching on like the conservative MP mentioned, like there was this tweet I saw, and it was like, you you guys always want a woman in power until it's a conservative woman in power, and it's like, yeah, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> yeah, that is true because conservative women, especially poli- like who are in high political power, are known to be anti-women. Who like
4: sometimes even yeah. more so than the men yeah i think they've really yeah. internalized like, it what yeah
1: side are you choosing i'm not yeah. that there are yeah. sides but why are you choosing to fixate on this one ideology that's attacking yeah. your own gender it's very handmaid's tale yeah in terms yes. of like well
2: the way they've done it in italy with this new woman who's come into power is she's almost like economized mm. the, the housewife role like mm. it's been given um, like, a monetary value yeah. and i guess a lot of women still do perform that role, a lot more than men do, as like, a house husband.
1: Mm. How do so they get that money? It's through the I men's, like, allowance?
2: I'm not sure, I did not oh, read enough of it, wow. but, like, it's, um, it's the idea that women voted for her because if they're performing that role, they might as well get money for it mm. rather than vote for a man who think, says we're yeah. going to give them more freedom and, like, more equal rights, but then never actually follows through on it.
1: I think, yeah, like you were saying, it's more indo- indoctrination and lack of education. Like, I know in, like, here we get, we have, like, muse and lots of feminist literature and well-minded people in mm-hmm. comparison to other schools in different areas who, like, actually understand, like, how wrong that is to think that getting a monetary value put on ho- domestic housework is, like, the the top limit for, like, Like a good stage woman to be at rather than breaking out of that role completely. But
4: how do we feel about that though? Because, like, I don't. I think, in terms of the housewife role in itself, if you've chosen to be a housewife or a house husband, even, is that. 'Cause this is like something that I've been like sitting on for a while. Is it some is it wrong, is it anti feminist to be a housewife or a house husband if that's what you've chosen to do? And therefore is it wrong to be paid for that?
1: No. Do I, mean, that? I, I don't know. think so. Because if you are willingly going to put yourself into that position mm. and you want to, then why do you have to feel guilty yeah. for that? Yeah. Why do you feel like you're betraying your own gender or your own gender norms and what mm. you're trying to achieve? I yeah. yeah, think if you idea. if you want to do it, then do it
3: you
1: know definitely yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i don't know yeah. her
3: choice go navy because uh, <laughs> 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 like women as like a whole in the same way that people as a whole are not you know all made to work at the same kind of jobs hmm. made to go over the same kind of aspirations and stuff so if the whole thing about feminism is like putting women at the same e- equals like length that they should be to men then that includes being able to like pursue the kinds of things that you want like within your like you can still be a woman and like you know have the same rights and have the same opportunities but just like you know as an individual you still put yourself in like the place you want and if that place is like you know you being a housewife and you taking care of kids or you being like you more domesticated than like what we've advertised for, I still to say that I'd say that's a win because, yeah. like, at least women are in a better place. Like, yeah. at least you're not locked in the house.
1: Like, you.
2: I agree. At least well, well, you, you get like yeah.
3: it's so if much you better. Can choose, to a You True. might not always
2: get the choice.
1: True. 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 I think it is yeah. good to think of it as a lifestyle, rather than a stereotype. Yeah. Yeah. Or as a job. Also. Yeah. I must yeah. Know. I feel like we should get on the topic of. Uh, Sigmund Freud yes, because he has said a lot of controversial stuff about what she know about Sigmund women. Freud
2: Women I know he you said you're attracted to your parents
1: in terms of women though. No. How, how would you want to discuss Freud so? <laughs> regarding um, like Okay, I so the Sigmund Freud had um, said yeah. uh, that so regarding like okay, I'll give you a quick rundown of the Oedipus and Lecture complex because I feel like without context, context, context is going to be a little bit hard to understand. So basically, Oedipus complex is regarding little boys when they're young. They um, what is it? They are attracted to their mother. They're attracted to their mother and they fear their father will because them. they fear that their father will castrate them. And say so it's like competition. Yeah, and yeah. it's kind of like a a race to earn their mother's, love, mother's <laughs> yeah. love as weird as it yeah. is um and so from that their super ego they gets,
4: internalize it yeah and then they'll start to like idolize their dad instead and that's that how their
3: super ego is yeah being, that's how their like morality
1: su- yeah their morality in their brain whatever how you know an electric complex is, is the same but with, with girls. girls and penis envy <laughs> yeah
4: so they think that their mother's already castrated them so they like don't like their mother at all because yeah, um, so they're <laughs> they're also attracted to their, their fathers, but they don't internalize the same morality. I think that he's the super ego. They don't as internalize yeah, they that as well as boys do. It's more
1: attraction and, and yeah, yeah, exactly. And Freud had said that because girls don't get castration anxiety, their super egos will be underdeveloped, and therefore their moral judgments will not be as well produced mm. as boys, which is obviously incredibly sexist. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I just want to talk about like what do you guys think about that and how it's been taken this like theory has been taken throughout yeah, psychological research. Honestly, I think the theory is is important. It's just a tragedy that Freud and many other very influential philosophers, psychologists, sociologists all have been entrenched in patriarchy norms and how that's filtered through and the ideo- the sexist ideology- ideologies have continued throughout the years influencing their work, which, if that was just removed, then they would be pretty good studies. Like, they would be pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I think if it well, weren't
4: sexist. <laughs> quite, it's quite ironic of the time to say that women don't have as, like, developed a morality as men when men are the, you know, the working go to work, mm. I'm the logistical, I don't care about anyone. the
1: men beat their wives. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. That is the truth. I want to talk about that, actually. Is when they say, oh, yeah, we're the logical ones, we don't let our emotions get the better of us, but they want to justify... Rape and sexual assault with saying, "Oh, this I, I was Prime overcome, fashion. yeah, yeah. I was overcome by my emotions because she was wearing something revealing. I couldn't control myself, and like, oh, the boys will be boys. Literally, it just explains how men can't control their emotions. It's like, of it's like they refuse to be emotional, but don't accept anger is an emotion. That's they just true. think yeah. it is anger for men. That's what they think, and crying and like getting upset is for women. I feel yeah. like." That's what they feel like. They define emotions as their whole like macho machismo stance is a bunch of emotion that they fail to acknowledge.
2: Well, it's like toxic masculinity, isn't it? It's mm. Men define their masculinity on stuff like how many women they've slept with or yeah. how many. What people do you? What punch. do you
4: think defines your masculinity?
2: I think it's changing so much in like what everyone thinks now, or mm. particularly this school. This school is very like yeah. socially accepting of everything um for me
4: like even growing up like how it's changed
1: oh yeah how it was expected of you yeah and, and how you, you felt yourself
2: i think growing up how it was expected of me i think
1: <laughs> so, so sorry that was my tummy <laughs> it's okay i think <laughs> please edit that out i think like,
2: like any like five or six year old you're you are encouraged more to um to go out and play football or like climb trees mm. and i think like you wouldn't have caught me wearing like a pink dress as a five or a six year old because i wouldn't i wouldn't have had the, like concepts of masculinity then but i would have Thought of it as something which boys don't do, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think part of that is just the like maturity and the ability to process stuff like that yeah. at that age. I think when I got older, around like 13 14, I was at <laughs> which was a really toxic school, like mm. in, in any sort of like way of equality. Um, and I think that was where like I really struggled with like You had to be good at football, you had like if you if you read books or even if you were just like intelligent it wasn't seen as like a masculine yeah. thing to be um so to be honest I feel like it's really a hurt would wear like I think defining masculinity is just a person like it's just who you are as mm. a man I don't think you can define it with a definition that's my good. answer
1: that's
4: <laughs> would you wear perfect. a pink dress now
2: would you say well I have worn a yeah. on ponytail to yeah. um good for you, and you still
1: feel like
2: i still feel very uh, much out? like a man yeah. Yeah. Perfect.
1: yeah perfect and yeah i was about to pick up like the things like clothing and it's like the subtleties that really are like mm. the main killer like for indoctrination for presenting the um like gender differences like masculinity femininity like stances mm. um like like toys that you play with um clothes at school like girls wearing dresses and boys wearing trousers, like subtle things like that, and sports being separated, um, and like even even I understand the the argument about um, professional sports having to be separated, even though there are. I what do you think like... about
2: transgender people being separated in professional sports?
1: One thing at a time. <laughs> One <laughs> thing at a time. Um, <laughs> next. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll <laughs> yes, talk about that, that get, um But I feel like at. When you're, like, 11, you you're not. your body hasn't fully developed. You won't see, like, guys who are more muscly, muscly than, like, girls. Because, like, you're both, like, the same little children. babies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you still have your baby. For yeah, them. exactly. So I mm-hmm. don't feel like they should be taking bo- football just for guys and netball just for girls and things like that. I feel like they should be gender neutral.
2: I think that's where the Lionesses winning the Euros will really help getting more girls involved in football particularly things men can do themselves Hmm. and I I do think it's funny how you know you get the men calling them all up and giving them loads of advice and they can turn around and be like we did it not you
1: it's so (laughs) funny because you see videos of um, well we'll come back to the transgender point but we see videos about like um video clips of women playing football and men playing football and it's like men get touched once like they like, that. Then, like, like that and they're like the floor and we see women with like bloody noses like just wiping off and just carrying on i saw this video the like, dislocating you not? one the dislike yeah, yeah where this girl i was it her leg or her arm it was i think it was her knee and she like whacked it back into like, place yeah she fell onto the floor whacked into place got up started playing again as if nothing happened yeah. i oh. just it's not like we're not trying to
4: obviously you can't generalise but those would be instances (laughs) yeah
1: and it's just like okay these are very different behaviours yeah so what what do you guys think of the transgender debate? oh Evie can I put itching I just
4: just want to say first of all that like we have to have a self-awareness that we are like cis people commenting on trans issues very important just put that out there I think as well, like, the main argument that people have when they'll say something like a trans woman competing in women's sports is that they'll have, like, this, like, kind of whole biological advantage in that they originally had, like, all the testosterone and everything. But I think when you think about it, and this argument has been used before, I think, in some other debate, but let's say, okay, American swimmer, Michael Phelps, are you going to see? Okay. Um, well, Michael Phelps, right, mm. has something... I can't remember what but he is biologically advantaged to be an amazing swimmer but yeah, he yeah. doesn't get ruled out for that just because like yeah, that's part of who bit. he is and that's just I think like as long as I just think like as long as people are kind of just happy doing what they're doing why yeah. are we trying that's to like, such a good segregate
1: people because you wouldn't tell a rugby you wouldn't tell a, um, a man who has the the biggest build yeah to go swimming you tell them to go to rugby or like a seven foot
4: person who's like just amazing at basketball because they're huge like go, yeah, that's golf. their advantage like, yeah you know
1: what I mean yeah there's always something in everyone yeah and yeah. when you try to like stop people from doing something just because they may have I don't know, something different about mm-hmm. them yeah. it's just it just doesn't make any sense well, and I think yeah. it's just people having giving themselves an excuse to act this way. Also think, yeah, definitely. yeah also when you when you like when you um going through the trans process you like you take pills to, yeah, you, yeah your hormones change and your your biology changes like you no longer dip. do you keep the testosterone or? I know, cuz like it's
4: they take estrogen supplements yeah. what well, trans women do obviously trans men will take testosterone yeah. but I think, does it cut out I
1: th-
2: I'm not sure I'm not
4: too I'm sure not, I'm not I sure either maybe for argument's sake for argument's sake <laughs> it does i guess yeah
1: but yeah honestly i feel like that makes a difference as a difference as well because they they i feel like the people who say no they shouldn't be allowed always assume that they are literally got a man's body or got a woman's body when in fact they haven't yeah
2: to be honest i think it should be up to the like women's footballers on the teams which yeah. be playing yeah, yeah, with maybe. the trans women because mm. they're, they're the ones who might potentially feel a physical disadvantage would they um, say no out of jealousy, Would they though? say no? They probably wouldn't, because...
1: Or internalised, like, transphobia. Yeah. yeah you mm. never know individual differences.
2: Well, I, there's one woman, well, man, but she's... He has not gone... <laughs> it's, the Last The reason it's difficult to get the pronouns is because he's not gone through the um, transition process Just say they. Just they. make it easier for <laughs> so, um, so that they can stay playing women's football. Because... Mm-hmm. Uh, to transition uh, to a man, probably they wouldn't be able to get into a men's team partly because of like a, uh, like attitude of men's football.
4: I think we should yeah. like let's just focus on the stigma before anything because I think there just there is a stigma and there is like trans people are like, one of the most like hate crimed groups out of all yeah. the LGBTQ plus community yeah.
1: oh. Yeah, go on. Then. Sorry. In sociology. Yes. When she was like, Who do you th-? we were talking about risk and <laughs> victimology. Yeah. yeah, it was yes. during that beginning time, it was like who's mo- who's the group that most most has the most fear and who has the most risk? Yeah. And I put forward like uh black transgender, transgender. women yeah. as one and she was like um yes, but like there's another group and I was like, What what do you mean? And because um, she she just, you you even said yeah. like uh don't you think it's like old people, and and then we talked about and it was we found out that the most um people like with the risk of getting um arrested are working class males. Yeah, young working class men. Yeah, when in my head in my in my head that just didn't make sense. Why not? Because of like the hate crimes and everything. But I
4: think because they're a minority, like of obvi- I think. It's definitely a case of what the media perpetuates. And I think women, white women, as the damsel in distress, are massively overrepresented for, like, victims of crime, which I think Sarah was talking about in sociology. But also, like, black transgender women, though they make up, like, a massive proportion of hate crimes, they're still a minority. And compared to, like, gang violence, youth violence, and all of that,
1: it will always kind of be dominated by, like working class boys with that population of the mi- the minority mm. wouldn't you think that that just that group would have the most fear in comparison to others black trans women yeah or minority yeah definitely trans i would definitely people. say that
4: like i think just being in the lgbtq plus community and being open about it will always put you at a risk put, yeah it will always put you at a risk yeah. for any kind of hate crime yeah. but i Perhaps, think black trans yeah. women
1: i think cuz it's it, to, to some people, it's more obvious than rather, like, if you're, like, a gay man. It's, yeah. it's probably not as noticeable, so maybe... Yeah. Yeah. Or physical features, Yeah, exactly. that's, that's why I, I mentioned it, just because of the appearance. Because if you're not someone... Because I know that everybody transitions differently. Mm. And if you're not someone who stereotypically looks like, I don't know, if you're a trans woman, but you still have your more masculine facial features, whatever, people will like they will like yeah. assume they will assume and then they'll get, I don't know, defensive or argumentative yeah. towards you. And I think it's that that just inner fear mm. is just horrible really. Yeah.
2: What what age do we think you should be allowed to start going through the transition period? Oh, this Do we think is there so should yeah. be an age limit? Or? This is
1: Honestly, I feel like... Yeah, this yeah, is very this is, <laughs> this is very much left... Well, no. It's hard because yeah, it's, it's you have hard. some cases when they're, like, five years old and they feel so trapped. Or, like, when they're 10 years old, 15-year-olds, and they feel so trapped and, like, uncomfortable. But yeah. then I understand, I think it maybe it should be 18. But there's, it's like, some heartbreaking cases when you're just like, I wish, like... We could do something for you, but I think because, it's definitely yeah. really a complex. I question. think it's something that like
4: would need like a lot of research. Yeah, I yeah, think
2: so they've like got brain development where, they, stuff. where they've like really lowered the age, not for like surgery, but for like pills and stuff. They've yeah. um, they've really lowered the age, and Nicola surgeons got criticised loads for it. Well, but, I
1: think yeah. I think with the right, I don't want to say like drag out the process, but it has to be like a, quite a lengthy process.
4: But I think as well the the main arguments is when you see um, trans people talking about how you know they've always felt this way and going through puberty knowing that they that there yeah. wasn't the person that yeah, they that's are is really damaging. But it's just a case of can we like I don't know how many like people of that population feel that way and it's like a whole thing that I think needs a lot more research for us to be able yeah. to even mm-hmm. Cause cause try of the and comment
1: on. Our arguments is like it's important to do it before puberty starts to make it easier, the transition easier. That's one of the, mm. like the points. So it's a hard decision. Yes, yes. definitely. Yes. So we, we we went off on a little... A bit of a tangent. Yeah, well, a I little swear, bit.
2: I swear feminism's just about equality, isn't it? Yeah. And everything yes. we've been talking about is equality. I agree. True, yeah. Very true. So, not massively Good off point. topic. Good
1: point. Good point. Checking us... That's what we like to see. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody have any anything else that they want to talk about? Or a more sociological like the um mm-hmm. say something. No no. Yeah. I
2: am trying to think of anyway. stuff to
1: What about think the of? um like the warm bath theory? We we explain that. Would you like to go in? no <laughs>
2: Should we just recap? For yes,
1: re- recap. Yes, <laughs> okay, so <laughs>
2: because I don't know it, or at least I've forgotten it. Okay, so well, listen. Listen. don't listen yeah. to Sarah. But. There's <laughs> yeah.
1: Stella. <laughs> oh, oh my god, oh no, <laughs> scandal! Oops. So, basically, what the one born by theory is um, all about is the the gender roles and the uh, surrounding the nuclear family and how the, the husband would. It would so be the typical family of man woman, 2.5 kids, living together, and the whole like pick it white. Sorry. <laughs> the point 0.5, sorry. What does <laughs> it mean by 2.5? Hmm? 2.5 oh, kids? Th- yeah, that's like the, like the sorry, same. like sorry, the perfect yeah. new Between to the family. Between two and three kids. Right. <laughs> oh, <Not> why? <literally. laughs> I, I just wanted to add. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And it's basically when the husband goes off to work and has a whole labouring day at a job that he doesn't like and so he comes back home to his family, his kids and they refresh him in this warm bath at home. Not like a literal... It feels like a warm bath, like the comfort of like, oh, my family. So it refreshes him and distracts him from either quitting his job or starting... Not getting a promotion, just like the angles of work. Yeah, and it stops like a revolution... The whole thing (laughs) (laughs) of the working, mainly working class people. Yeah, Um, and it refreshes him, so he can he can do his job every day because it gives him something to work for, um, to something to provide. Like, and it kind of it gives him like almost like a guilt if he if he wants to rebel against his work, he can't because he has a family to provide for, and that's basically what it is. And that like has been the case. That's like the whole argument about today with like housewives and like the whole sexist roles and so yeah guys what do you what do you want to take away from that well i think
4: we comment a lot on kind of women's position as housewives and how obviously we as women feel about that but i mean just i have a grandparent who is also a female and she goes to work But she also believes that everything that feminists say over-exaggerating, they think that housewives aren't that bad, like, she'd love to, like, kind of go revert back to that. And I think just to think how close generation-wise we are to people that are so traditionally minded, if that makes sense. Like, I think we focus a lot on kind of women and, oh, you know, we've now got out of this... Um, like housewife role, we're now going to work. We're now doing things, but I think we also talk uh, talk about it in sociology, and that we talk about the crisis of masculinity, where men are no longer the breadwinner breadwinner yeah. role, and they don't really know, like who they are without having this breadwinner role, which is I think overlooked quite a lot when we talk yeah. about housewives. So, yeah,
1: we only focus on yeah. women. Like, of course, with a feminist perspective, you don't have to focus on women, but at the end of the day, it's about equality and recognising yeah. both parties. And, yeah, maybe from that, from the switch from like the the gender roles back then to now, maybe that's bred toxic masculinity mm. and the feeling of feeling inferior. Like, for example, like, with women working as well. Like, for example, there was this... Um, study done i can't remember who is by, but uh this this man went to like figure out how like the men's relationship between um set like sexual like sexualizing women and like their position like within like the workplace so they they gave like a bunch of men who works like normal nine-to-five jobs their like um picture of women like with fully clothed and like kind of slowly going like to more like quote promiscuously clothed women, and like they described and then that he like told them all oh, this like, about their boss, he was a, a woman, and like asked her, asked them to describe the woman. I'm explaining it really bad. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I'm but so like they. <laughs> <laughs> the, you're doing really well thank you the, the, but the the guy explained um all these different women in different positions of power in the company and asked the men to point out which women who was that was depicted on the sheet which women they thought it was and he found there was a correlation between the amount of responsibility and power that a woman had and the uh, the clothing and found that Men pointed out more like less dressed women to be in more powerful roles because mm. bisexual and more dressed women as less powerful roles, and the conclusion was that um, they feel inferior to women in more power powerful positions than them, so they have to make feel them like more superior, so they sexualize them, so it kind of puts them down in a way. Is this like the idea that women can only really achieve higher positions of Status if they seduce their way to the top, basically. Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, is that this just like ingrained ideology that yeah. they have in the back of their mind that they think that women just need
0: that's the only yeah, way they yeah. can
1: really like not their intellectual abilities? Yeah, but I think it's yeah.
4: well. like just linking back to kind of this crisis of masculinity and not feeling like you know you have a place in society if you're not as like as a man, if you're not the um, if you're not kind of the head of the house, the breadwinner. I think, like, if you're now seeing people like women taking the jobs that you have been told by society is like your role, mm. and you see women taking that, like, that will obviously definitely kind of affect. That will definitely lead to mas- like toxic masculinity, just because you know yeah. feeling inferior. Of it, I think there's just different coping mechanisms as well between like men and women, because I think women, like the male gays and the female gays, we'd never i say we i can't speak for everyone but i don't think we'd sexualize someone in order to put them down just because that's never been our gender yeah. oh
1: yeah because it's never been true yeah it's, been well, it's, it's
2: what boys do at school as well like you can go and call like a girl a slut and that's them trying to put them down
1: yeah so yeah but you never really not, see it
2: which you never see a hurt word with. well to be fair, <laughs> like, well, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you do but not as much like yeah. when I compare it to where I was last at school, it's like, yeah, like literally the, some of the boys made a list or like a tournament basically where Ew. they put girls together and like a knockout round, like,
3: oh, we uh, she's to. better
2: looking than her, she can go through to the next round, and they did it like a tournament.
4: We had a, <laughs> just like a, yeah. when I found out, I was like, <laughs> at, at my last school, there used to be boys that would sit out on the grass and they would rank the girls that walked past them and they'd write them all down on a list to remember for later, just, like, Ew. based on how they looked that day. And, like, they'd have... I think they had something... A friend of mine was telling me about her school and how they had um, ratings for face, for body, for, like, just kind of different ratings purely on physicality. Mm. Just just for women but least, yeah. these are really, yeah. quite young boys like considering kind of the extent to like sexualisation these were what 13, 14, 15 like that's quite young
1: really young yeah.
2: to be mm. fair though when like rating girls happens at so many schools mm-hmm. and I was speaking to my mum about it and she was like she, her and her friends did the exact same thing for to boys wow like, gave them ratings, and that would have been um, 80s so I don't know if it's changed since then. <laughs> <laughs> Did she
4: mention what kind of like just based on body? Based on looks.
1: Is mm. oh, wow. it like
4: face? Do you, um, i ask as well, if you know everything. I
2: mean, like they were thirteen-year-old girls, so okay. I imagine face, shoulders. <laughs> yeah, like, shoulders. like what, what they were commenting on. <laughs> yeah, that's so weird. Mm. Mm.
1: From both, from both parties. Fifty-two. 52. Do we need 52? to finish? Um, don't need to. I mean, are you stressed? Sorry. <laughs> if anybody, like, has any anything else they want to mention or, yeah. you know, something that they want to... Um, I wanted note? to mention when you said um how women have to, like, sleep their way to the top, like, with their bodies and stuff, mm. I thought of Marilyn Monroe and mm. with that movie, that, that new movie that came out... The awful one. The awful one that, like, just portrayed her life so terribly and how she did have to like sleep for the top and did these really awful scenes. And I watched the documentary about like what went down and everything. And like, it was really interesting how that industry was like, if you were a woman wanting to break into industry, you did have to sleep with the guys. Like there was no other way. Obviously, that's changing now, but it's still, like, around. And it just made me...
2: Was Blonde directed by a man or, or uh, oh, I a I bet woman. it was a man. Do you want me to say, I
1: can
4: have
1: been anyone, really, because, you know, yeah, women... But it was just sexes. a it was yeah. really
4: awful film. I think they made up a whole rape...
1: Yeah, they it's did. It's a man,
4: it was a man. Yeah. Andrew, They made up a whole rape scene. Yeah, yeah scene they, John they John made up Kennedy. a whole rape scene that didn't actually... Well, there's no evidence that it actually happened. Well,
2: no, because it's, it's based on a book, um, Blonde. It's based on a book called Blonde, and um, I've not read it, but when I was reading the reviews of the film, the whole idea of the book and the film is to show... It's it's a story about how Marilyn Monroe was perceived by the public, not how Marilyn Monroe actually was. Mm. Mm. And I think she probably was perceived as like a damsel in distress...
1: Yeah.
2: ..who did sleep her way to the top. Yeah. So, in a way, like, these really graphic rape scenes, it's not very effective, but it could be almost a criticism. Mm. of how she was viewed, yeah. But also, it might be more affected yeah. to have it through a woman's eyes directing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. also yeah.
1: she, her, the people that she was with, like the baseball player and everyone, all like couldn't handle. like talking about toxic masculinity as well, she couldn't handle how she was like dressing and like always thought that she was being unfaithful and like, it's so, it's like weird how men create this whole image, display women this way, and then, as soon as they're with them, they want all of it to shut down, and they want like it's just it's weird. I think
3: that I know it wasn't like based on like the actual life of Marilyn Monroe. I'm pretty sure it was like based on like some kind of short story, but it just shows like something since just genuinely be left like untouched, and the fact that they were so quick into the whole sexualizing, like like brutally as well a portion of her, like especially when. You know, there's been so many icons throughout time of like women and like these sex symbols and whatever, and just Marilyn Monroe. You could do a whole thing about Marilyn Monroe, yeah. and, like really her could. treatment, like after death, and, like yeah, yeah. she was buried, and yeah. it's just it's just it's so true. sad to just see that the way that you know the way she's is so
4: bad. And like just put her, sorry, just before yeah. we wrap up, but like her life and her like her life in itself mm. is huge and revolutionary oh, no. for women. Yeah. And to the first proper film be made about her, be about and be so just gross. Just like I think.
1: What well, the, the thing I really
2: dead hated dead. all the way through is that she killed all of her boyfriend's daddy. Yeah.
1: This is all. That's
2: also like, a problem. Well, is yeah.
4: there evidence that she ever did that? Nah, I don't it's know. probably Not just a male like,
3: like fully based fetish. It was like oh. this little like fetish player that yeah. they decided. Yeah, so if you wanted to pay tribute to Marilyn Monroe, you could have done that. Yeah. So much better. Yeah, it, and I feel like
1: it would have been much more appropriate for a woman to have directed that. Yeah. yeah, Hugh Hefner mm. like got his body to be like placed on top of Marilyn Monroe's, like yeah. where she was buried, and there's like there's like I think two men either side of her that mm. also got the the money to be buried next to her, like all about this fetish. That's something and that's she's Jewish. So... She she wanted to be uh, like buried with her family in the ground, but like she's too. Not. <laughs> That's a whole day. other this podcast. Is, yeah, <laughs> you have Okay. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna wrap up this episode. It was quite a long one, actually. But yeah. there was a lot of interesting things yes. that we talked about and we discussed. Oh, Thank yeah. you for our guests, Matty, Abi, and Evie. It's okay. Thank you. Thank you for, having you. Us. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to the Good Feminine podcast. Um. We will yeah, leave. <laughs> we will. We will leave now. Alright. <laughs> um, um, see you next yeah. week. Alright. Oh.
3: Cool. Bye. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: Should we take this chair? Could you hold this for yeah. a sec? Yeah, I think. Maybe. Should we take that
3: chair?
4: Can't take that. Oh, that was <laughs> pretty good. Should we take this chair? That we need it. <laughs>